0: Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I'm here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Birth Prep Podcast. I am glad you guys are here. I wanna chat with you guys today about visitors. We love visitors, but we love visitors on our terms. With our first baby, things did not happen on my terms. Things happened the way I thought that I was expected to allow them to happen. I did not set any boundaries or expectations. And I did what I thought I was supposed to do and tell everybody while we were going to the hospital and people were waiting for me in the waiting room while I was trying to have a baby and people were in and out of my birthing space. And it was just very chaotic and something that I didn't want to experience in that way. Again, we had our second baby and did things a lot differently. We said, Hey, we'll let everybody know when we're ready for visitors. And that's what we did. We set the expectation in advance that, Hey, we will let you know when we're ready we still had people show up immediately after I had given birth. I was on my way to a recovery room and people were like following me in the hallway. I hadn't even gotten a chance to like settle in my room yet. And people were already like waiting to hold my baby. And, and I felt like the requests that I had made of my loved ones were not honored that day. I felt robbed of those first few hours with my baby. And I didn't want to ever do that like that again. With my third baby, we were going in for an induction and I told my husband that I did not want anybody to even know that I was going to be induced and we could let people know after baby was here when we were ready for visitors that we were ready for visitors. The night before I went in for my induction, like pretty late at night, I guess his aunt had texted, I had an appointment that day and she had texted and asked how it went and he told her that we were being induced and it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing and he messed up and he knew that and he took responsibility for that and that never happened again. It's like he does whatever I say now (laughs) because he learned his lesson that day. I don't want to get like too into it, but uh, the next morning we go in very, very early and the person who found out that we were being induced had told multiple other family members and we had people calling and you know, quote unquote, disowning us and all the things and like yelling at my husband for not telling them and how dare them. And we're so selfish and all the things. And it was a very, very unfortunate situation. I was like, this is exactly what I was trying to avoid by not telling people you guys have now disrupted my peace when I'm trying to have a literal human being. And it was just awful. When we had our fourth baby, I said, no one, will know. Nobody will know that I'm in labor, not a soul. And once baby is here and once I am settled and feel like I have spent the time that I want to spend with my baby, then we will tell people, Hey, we had our baby. We sent on a photo to people probably almost a week after we had him. When that's when we were ready for visitors now this last time with baby number five, um I think people are just over me having kids at this point. Nobody checks in anymore, nobody asks how I'm doing, nobody asks when baby's coming um minus a couple people, and that's fine, but the majority of people who stepped on my boundaries in the past, they don't ask anymore, and like, good, good, don't, you don't deserve to know <laughs> you don't ask you know, throughout the entire pregnancy, you've made comments about how I have too many kids and how they're too close together and blah, 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 and all the things. And I'm like, I could care less what you think I'm protecting my peace in this situation. Anyways, I'm not trying to go down all these rabbit holes, but maybe you're in a similar situation. And I want to encourage you that This is your space and nobody is entitled to your space. And if you want to shut everybody out and for your peace, then that's totally a possibility. If you want to have visitors while you're laboring, while you're pushing baby out, as soon as you have baby, like whenever you want, like that's totally up to you. I'm just sharing my story here. But all of that to say, we need to be setting expectations and maybe even boundaries if needed. Setting expectations with your loved ones looks like having a conversation in advance and say, hey, here's what I'm expecting of you um, or make me making a request. And that's an expectation that you have and say, Hey, this is how I'm wanting it to go. This is what I'm hoping that it looks like and all the things, but setting a boundary is very different. And I should probably do a whole thing about boundaries, but, um, a boundary looks like saying, Hey, if you choose to do XYZ, i Z, I'm going to do X, Y, Z usually to protect myself or my baby. So, Hey, if you show up and you smell like cigarettes, you will not be allowed in my house. If you choose to smoke before you come, I can't control your actions, but if you choose to smoke, just know, you will not be allowed to step foot in my door. That's a boundary that I have. Um, <laughs> if you choose to show up at my house unannounced, I will not let you in. Boundaries are something that is relayed to the person. So hey, if you, you know, try to come before we say that we're ready or come without an invitation, then we will not be allowing visitors in at that time, so don't even try. And if they try, then we uphold the boundary, right? So say Grandpa Joe shows up and he's reeking of smoke. We say, oh, sorry, Grandpa Joe, you can't come in. We told you well in advance. And in order to protect ourselves and our baby, we aren't going to have you in our home today. We can reschedule. Maybe you didn't think I was serious, but this is a boundary and I'm serious about it. If you do XYZ, I will do X, Y, Z. If you choose to kiss my baby, I will take my baby out of your arms and ask you to leave. If you choose to post the photos I have sent you of my child onto the internet, I will no longer send you photos. These are just some examples. I don't know what you want to do with your situation. But this is kind of how we do boundaries, right? There's a lot of uh, confusion on boundaries. And I should probably do like an education piece on this because boundaries are so important throughout your entire motherhood experience, in my personal opinion. Um, Take that or leave that. Not everybody understands how to create boundaries and what it looks like to uphold those boundaries. I think a lot of times boundaries get confused with consequences. And is it a consequence in a way? I guess, but it's not like, Hey, if you do this, this is going to happen to you because you deserve it. No, it's if you do this, I'm going to do this. So this is a marriage example, but it's like, um, you know, if you do X, Y, Z, you have to sleep on the couch. No, it's if you do XYZ, i Z, I'm not going to sleep in the bed with you. Might that look like him sleeping on the couch? If that's agreed upon? Absolutely. It totally could, but you're not saying, okay, you have to do this because you did this. And I told you not to do that. Does that make sense? I hope it does. (laughs) If you are giving birth in the hospital and you don't want anybody coming and you think there's going to be issues, you can utilize the staff to do your dirty work. That is one of the perks. You can say, Hey, I'm not allowing any visitors. Don't give any of my information out over the phone. Do not give anything about my room number, about where I am, who, what's happening. Don't give any of that out, which they usually don't anyways, because HIPAA and all that stuff. But you can literally tell them, do not allow anybody to come back and visit me. Do not allow a soul. You can also tell them the very specific people. There has to be forms of identification when you're checking into hospitals. There's a lot of security measures in place nowadays. um, And they won't let anybody back that you don't want coming back. I want to encourage you today to sit down uh, with your partner, ideally, if you have a partner, and really envision what you want that visitor experience to look like. You can make a list of all your loved ones and make a, you know, plan for each individual person if you wanted to. You can treat everybody the same way. I don't know what kind of dynamics you have. Like my immediate family, my mother, my father, and my siblings, they are welcome almost immediately, every time. My mom attends my births. She brings my babies first so they can meet their new sibling. And they have my babies during my postpartum experience, usually that first like five days or so. I feel comfortable with them. I know they're going to honor my requests. I know they are never going to request anything of me. I know they're always going to show up with food. I know they're always going to offer to help in whatever way they can. And that's the kind of support that I want in my immediate postpartum situation. My husband very much understands that it's not about him in those moments. Like I just birthed an entire human being and my piece is of the utmost importance at that point. And he knows that shortly after I will be ready to invite his family in, but he understands the sanctity of my birth space and my postpartum space. Now, anyways, he had to learn his lesson, but you know, we learned the lesson and we moved on, (laughs) but have these conversations in advance, be on the same page with your partner. Please be on the same page with your partner, be on the same page with anybody else. Who's going to be in your birth space or your immediate uh, postpartum space too. And don't be afraid or feel bad about being selfish during this season. This is a very special, very incredible, very sacred season of your life and you deserve to enjoy it. Then on the other hand, don't be afraid or feel guilty or whatever for sharing that space with other people because you want to and you feel joy when you do that. Your experience can look however you want it to look. Just make sure that you're the one who's in charge of the experience and making sure that you're getting the experience that you want and deserve. Last week, I felt really led to create this podcast, and I was going to put it out on Thursday. Um, it's Tuesday. Well, it's <laughs> it's 1.28 a.m. on Tuesday, um, but you'll get in a few hours. And originally, I was not going to share my story, at least not that in depth but I know somebody needed to hear it and I'm believing that I'm posting it in the perfect time for you. So if you, if that's you, maybe reach out and tell me, no, I don't need the validation. I am trusting that my content is getting to who it needs to get to in order to help them best. But I guess now seems like as good a time of any to plug the discord before I hop off of here. I reopened the village discord. This is something that I had Um, like over a year ago, I am so excited to provide a space where I can connect with you throughout the week and where you can connect with other mamas and people trying to conceive people going through pregnancy, people preparing for their birth, wherever you are at in your journey, you are welcome in the village. It takes a village, right? And I am honored to be a part of yours. Also really quick before I go group birth prep coaching spots are open. If you guys are interested, I'll put the link in the show notes for you. All right, go out there and have some hard conversations this week. I believe in you. You can do it. Create the experience that you want and deserve. It's all in your hands. The sooner, the better get everybody on the same page, your page. And as always happy prepping.